Welcome to Exploring Beyond the Edge with Dr. Cynthia Andrews. Are you ready to explore the conscious path around you? Open your heart and mind and awaken your curiosity? You've stopped into the right place. Now, here is your host, Dr. Cynthia Andrews. Hi there, this is Cynthia Andrews. Welcome to Exploring Beyond the Edge, where we open our energy perceptions to explore non-ordinary reality on the path of personal growth. If you've had unusual occurrences or are just plain curious about unfolding reality, we welcome you and your experiences, your perceptions, and your questions in discussions to help all of us be more awake, aware, and alive. And you can always join our private, free Facebook group or visit my website at explorationsinenergy.com. Today's topic is self-identity, something that changes multiple times during our lifetime. And I think we all know that being our authentic self and creatively expressing who we are is essential to our health and well-being. Yet all of us, to some degree, struggle with the need to belong. Sometimes we even leave parts of ourselves behind in order to succeed at a job, a marriage, or whatever. But we are more than the roles we play. We have more inside of us than what is conventionally shared. And no matter how our external identity changes, inside, our essence is unchanged. And eventually, this larger part of who we are wants out. This can be difficult enough in ordinary circumstances, but what happens when you experience a life-changing event that doesn't fit into the confines of consensual reality? This is what happened to today's guest, Meredith Young Sowers. Meredith is a doctor of divinity, a pioneer in the fields of energy medicine, intuitive healing, and higher consciousness. She is also a best-selling author and beloved spiritual teacher. Some of her titles are Agartha, A Journey to the Stars, The Angelic Messenger Cards, and Spirit Heals, Awakening a Woman's Inner Knowing for Self-Healing. She is a co-founder of the Stillpoint Foundation along with her husband, Errol, and is founder of the Stillpoint School of Integrative Life Healing. Today's show is pre-recorded, so unfortunately you can't call in with questions, but you can reach Meredith through her website, www.stillpoint.org. Meredith, welcome to the show. Hello, Cynthia. It's so nice to be with you. Oh, I'm so happy to have you here today. I really liked your introduction. I thought that that really um, set up what what you want to talk about, which is really what, how do we have these amazing different experiences and what can we, what can we do with them? What, how does that change our way of thinking about ourselves? And, um, you know, the people who are listening to this, as you say, they're, they're new on the path or maybe they've had experiences that they're uncertain what they mean. And so I think the more we talk about our experiences, the easier it is for other people to feel um, safe and secure and and, uh, move toward a more sense of enlightened understanding of their own experiences. Oh, that's really true. And all of us hold a piece to the puzzle that's unfolding. And and when we are safe enough, you know, in a safe enough environment to bring them forward, I think everybody gains. So, you know, Meredith, along those lines, would you share with the audience some of the story that began for you in 1981? Well, that seems like, you know, so long ago, doesn't it? Doesn't it me too? It does. <laughs> Hopefully I've, <laughs> I've uh, learned a little something along the way of almost 30 years of, <laughs> of learning and teaching. But do you know the thing that started it all was um, a most extraordinary experience that I, I wrote about in um, Agartha, A Journey to the Stars, mm-hmm. that really read more like fiction than nonfiction. Now, recognize 30 years ago, um, other than the Seth material, there really wasn't any material 
um, written about having an experience with a spiritual teacher, a non-physical yeah. spiritual teacher. Um, and so I had, I'd gone to um, a workshop, actually Bob Monroe, who was known for um, um, hemisync, which is a way of, of bringing the left and the right side of the brain together to mm-hmm. um, create a, um, a synchronous experience in your brain. And they uh, recognized that a lot of yogis and spiritual teachers, that that's what happened when they, when they were in a, in a healing place or had uh, amazing experiences. Well, so we went down there. I went there with my husband, who was a corporate executive, and he wanted to have um, an experience. And I was just really, to tell you the truth, interested in getting a suntan. I mean, I, you know, I, I hadn't read anything. I didn't know anything. And, of course, therein is an important piece. You don't have to know anything. It's actually better if you don't um, in order to have a genuine experience uh, with the universe. So you're not expecting anything. So I wasn't expecting anything, but the experience there began to unfold for me the awareness that there is an inner landscape, not just an outer one, not just what we see around us, but there's an inner landscape that can be and is wanting to be developed. And so I came home from that experience having had a few um, very powerful awarenesses and and, um, sort of inner visions. And um, I got home and I was being, I was practicing a very simple meditation, go down, down nine steps, getting more and more calm and relaxed. And, um, and at the end of several weeks, I began to notice a very strange sensation within my own body of, uh, just felt like moving water, moving energy. It was very unsettling. And... Um, I've come to realize that that's what happens when your energy field changes in mm-hmm. preparation for an experience so that you don't blow your circuits. But in any case, so, so two weeks into this, I sat down to meditate, and I had this experience of moving out of the top of my head um, into a state of the only thing I could describe. It is, was such a place of, of joy and absolute connection and oneness um, it was like I was between two worlds, um, and I could sense the power of love. And up to this point, you know, love is a nice word, but this was the dynamic of love as energy. And I, it was like I could see the whole world and people in it and people, you know, frustrated and worried and how do I accomplish this or how do I do that? And this, this incredible um, energy of love all around us, each of us and within us, but we couldn't see it. So when I came back from that um, experience, it, you know, I'm sure it was a very brief experience. That's forever changed my awareness. When I came back, then I realized when I picked up a pen that I could, we'd think of that as automatic writing, I could hear from that same source um, ongoing information about love, which where it went. The first thing I wrote was like 16 pages on the power of love. And it was like, what is this? Do you know, I'm just, you know, I'm the wife of a corporate executive, had two children. I was happy. I didn't have any big needs. I wasn't looking for anything. And yet that experience of feeling and knowing something without words beyond my physical body has changed my life. Yeah, you know, that's a really interesting um, observation. I think every experience I've had certainly with the light level of reality and everything I've read about other people's experiences is that the overriding awareness is this essence of love, this force that is 
the universe. Um, and it's not a sentimental thing. It, it is something much bigger than that. So, you know, I'm wondering, how can people cultivate love as an approach to life? You know, I think that it's something that we have to decide, do we want to know more about who we really are? And the way we only come to that is when we have to. When we're younger, we just always think life is in front of us and, well, tomorrow will be better. And as we move through life, things happen that we can't change. We meet challenges that we don't know how to to fix or get past. And so, you know, we either come to sort of grow spiritually or drown. And, mm-hmm. um, and growing spiritually means we begin to look inside for what we can't fix on the outside. And we get, we get sick, we get um, upset, we get our life gets broken down from the outside, outside in. Our life around us impacts what we say, which impacts our body, which impacts and our whole reality. But we heal from the inside out. When we mm-hmm. begin to say, okay, I don't know what else to do. I've got to find the source. And, of course, the source is love. And so mm-hmm. when we can connect with that source within us, our own deep heart, we begin to get a sense of love without just the word, but with the feeling of I'm okay, I'm safe, I'm part of something much bigger in the universe. This is going to all be okay in a way I don't maybe even need to know. Oh, that is really so important for today's world that we're in. Um, You know, in retrospect, Meredith, when you look back on where you were back then and what happened to you, do you feel like you were groomed in some way or prepared for that encounter that you had? I think that the real criteria is um, for having spiritual experiences is to be a naturally loving person. Mm. The thing I cared about, and I remember for my whole life, was thinking, I see people in such pain and despair and misery. What can I do to help? What can I do um, as just a single woman with, you know, not in a field of any kind of helping at that point? No, what can I do? Because it gave me such pain to see people in so much trouble. And how can I help them? Well, that's continued to be through my whole life. So I think having um, a desire to be of service in the world, um, to, to, to be aware of other people's uh, pain and problems, and to be aware that we have our own pains and problems, and not to run away from those, but to recognize that's what connects us to other people. And it's in that compassionate um, understanding that we are moved more deeply inside and can feel this power of love. It's a sensation. It's the mm-hmm. sweet spot when we're talking uh, to someone. It's like whether you're playing tennis or you're giving a lecture or it moves from your head down to your deep heart and you can feel the presence of love. Yes, and you can feel an energetic exchange happen with people when you're there in that deep heart. And, of course, it is the energetic exchange that this program is, is you know, exploring in deeper ways. And, and I'm, you know, kind of wondering, when this happened to you, did it change your perceptive abilities? Did you see things that you hadn't seen before, such as energy or auras or um, things like that? Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I had to learn... Um, how you don't want to just receive anything that's floating around. Mm. Um, you know, we live in a cosmic soup, and there's, I, I didn't want to know what was happening in somebody's digestive system sitting next to me, so I had to realize that you can simply pull the curtain down for your um, 
you know, when you're not interested in, in, in pulling in other people's information around you. And mm-hmm. um, so you pull the curtain down, <clears throat> and then when you are being asked by someone, can you help me, or, you know, is this, can, can you show me something or tell me something, or, you know, then you pull the screen up, and then you can tune in, absolutely, to, uh, to other people. It was, it was um, quite shocking, actually, to realize that there was a, you know, my perceptual ability was really being fine-tuned. Mm-hmm. I'd always been intuitive, but not, you know, but, but this was a whole different level of feeling, sensing, knowing things um, that came after this experience and through the years as I, um, as I worked with it. I will say in the very beginning, for people who are listening who have experiences and say, well, I don't know if I want to I move in that direction or, you know, I would be afraid... You know, I wasn't so much afterwards afraid as just as just stymied, thinking, mm-hmm. well, you know, what is this? How am I going to? What does it mean? I don't have any way of of changing anybody's life or doing anything. We don't have to worry about that. The universe will never give you more than you can manage. You just take the next steps. Um, mm-hmm. And I used to write, uh, have this these beautiful reams of automatic writing, and I would put them in the desk drawer and close the desk drawer. And my then husband would come home and ask, because he was so enthralled, ask what I had written, and I was busy stirring the spaghetti. You know, I, I didn't want my life to change, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that's what people think. Oh, my, my life will change. And it did change, do you know? Mm-hmm. Once you close the door um, because you've moved into a different knowing, you can't open it again. Your life does change. Your friends change because you're interested in different things. You suddenly want something more for your life than just the next cocktail party. Well, that's really important. And I think that um, for a lot of people, that's an intimidating thought, the idea that things that in their life can change and can change in ways that they don't necessarily know how to control or can control, particularly when it comes to relationships. And that is certainly something I would like to come back to after the break. Um, We are going to have a break in just a minute or two, so I'm wondering, Meredith, really quickly, if you can give people an idea of what was the one practice that allowed you to be able to pull down that curtain when you needed to? It's to put your hand, and I use this today with all my students, put your hands over the center of your chest, which is, you can think of that as your deep heart, your deep connection to soul, and you ask to be connected at that level, to see the wisdom and the knowledge um, of how to move forward each day with your life and not be afraid to trust. Well, that's beautiful. Well, thank you very much, Meredith. Um, It is time for a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about, um, well, I'm hoping that we will be talking about paradigm shifts, who really knows where we're going to go, and how to access your essence. And then, of course, you know, discuss some of these challenges that come up with this changing of identity. Um, So, listeners, you can learn more about Meredith and get her contact details on my host page at Voice America or at www.stillpoint.org. We'll be back in just a few minutes, so stay tuned. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Are you where you want to be right now? 
We live our lives sometimes looking at others and thinking the grass is always greener on their side, not realizing that we have the power within us to pursue our dreams. It begins with a head start in the right direction, and that head start is with host Carla D. Walker and From the Inside Out. Believe in your abilities and take action. Listen live every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. This is Exploring Beyond the Edge. To reach Dr. Cynthia Andrews or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to energyexplorations at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. This is Cynthia Andrews, and if you missed the first part of the show, my guest today is Dr. Meredith Young-Sowers, author and spiritual leader. You can learn more about her at www.stillpoint.org and can learn more about me at explorationsinenergy.com. So today we're talking about changes in your external identity that are needed to be more coherent with your internal essence. And of course, we all go through many changes of identity in our life, and some are age-related passages. Some today are technology-induced, and in Meredith's case, some are through spiritual awakening. I think we can all... um, agree that we're in difficult times today, and and many people consider this to be a shift in paradigm. Um, People are struggling to access inner resources that are needed in order to step up to the needs of today. And Meredith, I'm kind of wondering what your thoughts are on this idea of a paradigm shift, and, and of course, you know, how people can best access what they need. I think for a while, I certainly thought that some of the big um, um, shifts that were supposed to take place. It would sort of happen, boom, overnight, suddenly mm-hmm. we would all be transformed. And what I realize is it's a different kind of process. We, it's like we get tapped on the shoulder by the universe saying, are you ready to be more than just your personality? Are you ready to care more? Are you ready to have more gratitude for the good things in your life? Are you ready to be more compassionate? And when we say yes to any of those, then that begins our own personal paradigm shift. And we begin to move into a greater realm of awareness and, and, uh, and conscious exploration of what do I want my life to be about as opposed to just letting 
the events in your life dictate what comes to you. We take charge of our life. We act instead of react to life, I think, is the biggest thing that happens. And right now, with the political environment so difficult and with the global environment so difficult, more and more people are being tapped on the shoulder. More and more people are waking up. And I also think that you can't stay on the fence anymore. We have to, we're on one side or the other. Either we're pulling against the new changes or we're definitely pulling for them. And we hear much more about those that are pulling against it than those that are pulling for it. But there's a tremendous energy um, that is moving um, almost like an un- underground current of, of gold. If you think about how, when the spiritual teachers say there is this awakening planetarily is already underway. Um, you know, and we look around and we say, oh, come on, how is that possible? Think about an underground current of light, of energy, a sort of a gold ripple that's going underneath all of what we can see that is actively at work um, heightening our environment. Now, is heightening it mean suddenly we've got to take action because things are getting hotter? Yes. Are things getting more intense? Yes. Is that pushing us to have to see things we don't want to see? I think so. Yeah, you gave me chills when you just, you know, introduced that idea that this is underway and it's an underground energy. Um, You know, one of the things that always strikes me is that we're very human oriented in how we how we perceive the changes that are going on and, and how we perceive reality and yet on this planet are so many multiple consciousnesses that have every bit as much awareness as we have um, both in seen and unseen forms and the earth itself has a consciousness that has light to it and and it's a it's a it's an amazing thing to connect to that b- deeper level and to know that you are more than this, that, that was my personal mantra when I was going through difficulties is just, I am more than this, and to know that in all parts of me. So, Meredith, you know, people, um, you touched on something there that, that as we're going through these changes, a lot of people are afraid to pick up the mantle, if you will, although that's kind of a strange way to put it, Um, because they're afraid that they're going to lose relationships, they're going to be disrespected in their job, people are going to think they're crazy, whatever it is. Um, You must have experienced some of that in in the change that happened in your life from, you know, wife of a CEO to head of of a spiritual movement. You know, absolutely. I, I must admit, I look back and I could never have guessed that my life could have moved in this direction. And I must, must say, I, I, I could never have imagined that life could be so wonderful, mm-hmm. so filled with, with joy and, and, and excitement. Not to say bad things haven't changed along the way mm-hmm. and things haven't shifted, but, but we have to trust that, that you know, we're being moved toward what is our best and greatest contribution, what we can do best, what we love um, the most. And so it really, we gradually trust that what's inside of us, as we begin to get a sense of it, is really worth trusting. And so mm-hmm. you don't say to anybody, you know, you don't start out with, with uh, you know, your most sacred knowing. You just enter into things uh, in a tiptoe fashion. You say a little something, the other person responds or not, and gradually your friendships just move in the direction of the people who are on your same wavelength and want to know more. You know, Mm -hmm. in the beginning, I was, you know, I lived outside of, um, in Connecticut. My husband commuted into the city, and um, I didn't have any, any, quote, spiritual friends. Um, 
And so it was a little lonely in the beginning. Nobody, I didn't really know what was going on. I just kept writing and writing and, and, and trying to figure out what in the world this was all about. And, um, and so I look back, and that was really the best thing because I had to look to what I was writing um, from this deep spiritual source for my learning, to understand. I knew nothing. I mean, I've been raised an Episcopalian, but I certainly wasn't, other than a very loving person, I certainly didn't have any kind of, of, of wisdom or learning or, you know, in this direction. Um, but the universe teaches you as you go along, and as you, you find satisfaction in the pieces that, that you do know and the friendships that you do develop, and so the other pieces just kind of shift. The biggest shift for me was that um, my husband of 20-some of years at that point, we decided to leave New York, and after this experience of mine, and he was so enthralled with it, and, and I was sort of dubious, but so, and we moved to New Hampshire to start a different life and to sort of take our life back into our hands, according to a lot of these teachings of, of you know, what I believe today about the nature of, of live and let live and, and the kind of environment you want to create. However, um, what that really precipitated once we got here and we built a beautiful home and blah, blah, is that we then ended up going separate ways. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I hadn't anticipated that. And if we had stayed in New York, who's to say, you know, what might have happened? But when we take a step in the right direction, that's really the direction where we find ourselves really wanting to go, we have to just realize things will change, but it's not bad. It's not all bad. It's, it's a necessary pruning of the tree of your own life. And that was necessary for me. And, and you know, he and I are still good friends. I'm remarried. And so is he. Um, we had just come to the end of our um, time together, um, effective time together. And that's okay. That's yeah, okay. and that is an important thing to remember is that we, you know, things change and we change and it's okay to let go and it's okay to move on. But in that, in you know, so your relationship now is certainly, the one that you have now is certainly much different than before. And, and what do you think that people need in a relationship in order to... Um, to like how can you nurture a relationship and grow together through these kinds of changes you know a lot of a lot of people ask me that question and mm. they see things that they want to change in their partner but the best thing is to change it within themselves <laughs> um you know we get we get into our own personalities and we tend to say to our partner um you know, I, you know I, I need you to, women often say to men, I need you to listen to me and not try to fix things. Uh, well, you, we need to tell our partners what we want from them. We need to say, I don't want you to fix this, honey. I want you to listen to me. Let me work it out myself. Or when the, instead of feeling like we're going to take our toys and go home, when the other person <laughs> doesn't somehow intuitively know what we want, um, men don't respond that way. We have to say mm-hmm. what we need. We have to tell them what's going on. We have to spell it out instead of assuming, well, they should know. You know, we learn how to work with our partner um, in a way. Most important thing is to share a spiritual premise. Um, now, a lot of women will say, well, my husband is spiritual. He's just not sort of on the same wavelength. That's all right. You need to learn mm-hmm. what spiritual means to you know, your, your partner. I'm just very blessed that Errol is 
Um, you know, he's very connected to the earth. That's his sacredness. But he and I share also the connection with my spiritual teacher and with this whole process. It's different, but we're in a compatible way of talking about it. But that comes after 20 years of being married. Mm-hmm. So find someone who shares a sensitivity to love and to compassion and to, to being you know, in their heart, and you can build mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, and so that is a language, the language of the heart, and, and and if you speak that language, then you can respect each other's differences and and grow with them and challenge yourself into more arenas of non-judgment and, and acceptance than if you're sitting there wanting the other person to be exactly like you. Um, so, you know, Meredith, you, you mentioned that your husband, Errol, is, is very... Um, connected to to the earth and I'm wondering when you went through this experience um, how did your relationship with nature change I don't think I really I always loved um, gardening and flowers and but I didn't realize nature had a voice Mm. I didn't realize the degree to which nature was alive and could be that we could interact with it and so when we moved to New Hampshire to discover that that you could talk to a broccoli plant you could put your hand on a uh, on a, a plant that was in a you know a flower and and it was having trouble and you could ask it tell me what's wrong uh, indicates it root is it systemic is it what do you need uh, I didn't realize that there was that level of possibility in communication that there really is and that the earth herself is a vibrant energy that whose major um, um, purpose is to maintain balance among all beings. All mm-hmm. system, you know, and um, so it, it gave me, and it gave me a lot of sadness. Um, I must admit, you know, when I mm-hmm. see bad things happening on the earth, and and bad things happening to the earth, and resources and whatever, I think people don't understand that that's it's alive. Planet mm-hmm. Earth, Gaia is alive. I I can't agree with you more, and I think that the wisdom of that changes. Everything changes. Every way that you perceive in the world is changed with that one awareness. <clears throat> so if people it does, want because, to, because I mean, for example, in your in one's garden that we uh, plant in a complementary fashion. If I'm going to put a plant in, I ask it, "Do you want to be next to this other one?" Um, mm-hmm. Yes or no. They either like it, they don't like it. You can clearly feel that they like it or they don't like it. Um, we don't use pesticides. Um, you know, I don't kill anything I don't absolutely have to in the way mm-hmm. of anything roaming around my house. Um, if I have to pull a weed, I say, okay, now I'm going to pull you because you don't belong here, but I'll leave one of your kind over here in this other patch. <laughs> um, and I remember so, making an arrangement with black flies, which we have up here in New Hampshire in the spring, and we were building this house, and the black flies were so intense um, that the carpenter said, you know, hey, Meredith, can't you get rid of these? Can't you do anything? And I remember actually sitting down and asking to have the black flies move beneath, to go down beneath the, um, the compost pile. And by golly, the next day there wasn't one black fly up here. It's a fascinating thing. And, you know, a lot of people will, will say, well, how do you have a conversation with nature? You're saying you ask questions. Does the broccoli want to be next to the cauliflower? And you, that's right. And you, and you get out of your head that says, oh, well, now that's an, that's a, an animate object. That can't talk to me. You're not talking in the same language. It's perception. It mm-hmm. is that you feel the sense of what's being said, and then you put it into words. You feel it very clearly, what's being said. And see, that's the way we actually communicate, whether we're saying something or not. 
um, to another person. We can feel if they like us or don't like us. We can, you know, and so can plants. You can, you feel things. It's all, and that's how the universe is constructed. It's telepathic. It's the movement of energy. It isn't English words. Yes, and and feeling it is sometimes just feeling that flow, feeling movement, feeling expansion, feeling contraction, and and you know a yes might be expansive and a no contractive. And mm-hmm. when you begin to really pay attention to your own energy field and how it's moving, I think it becomes easier to hear these answers from things. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is there, you know, we in in the couple minutes before the next break, is there anything that you might want to share with with your um, listeners here about which of your books will be most helpful for them if this is the thing that they want to investigate more? I think the original book. We did the original book um, in the '80s, and then ten years later, we did um, a revised edition, updated edition, Agartha, mm-hmm. A Journey to the Stars. And um, and we have that here at Still Point. I don't know whether it's still um, available at Amazon. And mm-hmm. um, but that is, it's a book of spiritual teaching as well as the story of unfolding. And the story reads like fiction. I mean, it's like every person's story running into this relationship and how did it change my my relationship with my husband and what did I do? What did I think? What you know? That's what you want to know. Tell me how you processed this, Meredith as this was going along, as well as um, mentors teaching. So I still mm-hmm. refer to it. it. It is a wonderful book. It was my first introduction to you, and it was absolutely a wonderful book. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So if you want this book of Meredith Agartha, you can go to www.stillpoint.org. You can also contact um, Meredith with any questions you have at mysowers at stillpoint.org. That's M-Y-S-O-W-E-R-S at stillpoint.org. So we're going into a break now, and when we come back, we're going to be talking more about energy awareness and the kinds of things that we go through on the path. So thank you so much. We'll see you again in a minute. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, voiceamericaempowerment.com. For so many years, adults and teens have experienced a breakdown in communication. It doesn't have to be like this. Listen for Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. Coach Lily and her guest will tackle subjects like bullying, self-esteem issues, teen pregnancy, substance abuse, and more. It's all about getting teens and the adults in their lives to think differently. You could save a teen's life. Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you a game changer in disguise? Are you tired of waking up every day saying, they soar like eagles and I'm stuck in the nest? Well, wonder no more. It's time to soar. Of the world's millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, almost all started with at least one unique idea. Join Crystal for a controversial look at triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a fun, financially free life with her successful guests. Listen to Soaring with Eagles. Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. And get ready to soar. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. 
plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. This is Exploring Beyond the Edge. To reach Dr. Cynthia Andrews or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to energyexplorations at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. This is Cynthia Andrews at Exploring Beyond the Edge, and today we're talking with Meredith Sowers-Young, a spiritual teacher and author. Um, So, Meredith, we were touching on so many things before the break that were very exciting to me, and I just want the audience to really understand. At one point, you had talked about how helping people was so important to, to you, and Meredith, you have been such a support to me through so many different projects that I have taken on, and you know, you were, you're so generous of spirit, and that generosity of spirit, I think, is what is the one thing, if we all cultivate that one thing, how the world will change. And so I just want to acknowledge that and really thank you for well, thank it. Thank you. Thank you. That's very kind. Oh, no. You know, one of, one of the things, of course, you helped me with was my book, The Path of Presence, which oh, you wrote the introduction. Book. Oh, yes. thank you. Well, I wondered if you would share some of your thoughts on, on what presence is and how people can cultivate it and why it's important. It's really the, the essence of, you know, when we're with somebody um, that has presence, they may be very quiet or they may be in, you know, a leadership position or they may just be quiet in, in the corner, but we can feel it. They don't need us to know or, or appreciate or validate them. They, we have this sense that they are contained within themselves. And actually, from an energy perspective, it lives in that third chakra, which is our gut. In other words, think about your gut, which is actually your work in the world, that particular energy center. And that's where inner power and presence, I see, most easily shows up in somebody's energy field, that they're not just leaning backwards trying to um, put more and more effort into something, um, but they're able to balance it with receiving gratitude. And I think that's the thing for each of us that we put out, but we can also take back in. Otherwise, you've got half a circle. It's not complete. And we're just as valuable as the person we're trying to help. We don't have to just be flat out trying to, to help. And so much of the uh, Judeo-Christian teachings say, well, you're just serving your, you know, humanity, which is wonderful, but we're part of humanity. And we have a right to feel um, that sense of love and appreciation coming back to us because we can get very sick when there's, we're just out there doing, doing till we fall flat on our face and we can't receive. So it's the receiving, it's the efforting, it's also the receiving that gives us a sense of I'm okay just the way I am. 
and when we put our hands over our heart, our deep heart, that's where we know we're okay. That inner rhythm of divinity that flows through us, we know that we are more than just our fears and our shames and our anxiety. So that means we have to connect with that um, inner place. We have to breathe. We have to get quieter. We have to just know there's, that that's home base. That's who we really are. That's who we were before we came into this life, and that's who we will be as we leave this life. And so it's to, it's to cultivate presence, as you talk so much about in your book, how do we move through challenging times and, and find that presence. Well, challenging times are often the way we have to find presence. Um, or otherwise, if, you know, if we're just going through life and everything's great, we never have to stretch to find who really am I. And when we can feel that and not just ricochet around with what everybody is saying about us, they like us, they don't like us, um, it's good, it's bad, I've got money in my account, I don't. It's the steady, steady, steadiness um, of who we are. And I think those three words are the most powerful three words that I think there are in the, in the spiritual direction. It's to stay steady, steady, steady. And that mm-hmm. takes us directly into our presence and into our deep heart. It's interesting. You're reminding me of a line um, in one of your books. I think it was your, your workbook on Agartha, where you say that when people have difficulty self-validating or believing in their, their spiritual essence, that they're believing more in what's in front of them in the physical than what's inside of them. I think that's so important. It's so beautifully mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. It's hard to just recognize if you're a very sort of um, person that's used to the outer landscape, uh, which I very much am as an Aries. I mean, it's, um, you know, what are you doing? But it's got to be balanced with what are you being? Who are you? And that's so hard for us in this world where we have to go faster and faster to carve out a few moments throughout the day, not just all, all meditate 10 minutes in the morning, but throughout the day to check back in, to just make that a rhythm. You put your hand over your heart and you can feel whether you're just not there at all, that you're all mm-hmm. in your head. So with a breath or two, it can bring you back inside to that sweet spot, to that place of guidance and direction and that sense of, I'm okay, no matter what's going on, I'm okay. So, Meredith, when we were talking a little bit at the break, um, you said that there are three items that you feel are really necessary for people in this path of discovery. Um, could, could you share that with the audience? Yes. In thinking about... You know, how do we take this journey? There are three things that I think are are important. The first one is beginner's mind. Now, we hear that and we talk about that all the way through our spiritual journey. But in my experience, when you have no expectation of what you, how you should be connected to the universe or a spiritual teacher or you're not looking for anything, to stay in that beginner's mind, which means open and aware and practicing some of the things, meditation and quietness, and, and the universe will come to you. My spiritual teacher said one time um, that we have to take the first step and the universe takes the second, mm-hmm. not the other way around. Um, so taking the first step is to be open. Um, and to just be available. And I remember um, hearing, um, you don't get what you want necessarily, you get what you need, which means Mm -hmm. the next step on your spiritual journey. And if life is about um, expanding spiritually 
And we wouldn't, people who are interested in spirituality, you know, that's just not, well, this is the first lifetime. Chances are that that's a many lifetime journey, that this is the continuation of that spiritual seeking. And so it's important and we need to pay attention. So maintain a beginner's mind. And the second piece is the power is within to come back to that, no matter how much we know or we think we know, the power is within to come back to that all the time. Because the power, our little personalities want to just assume that um, they can fix everything, they know everything, they throw us around in, in this turmoil or that turmoil. But power is just like presence. It's quiet, it's the real deal, and it flows through us. We tend to think of divinity as, oh, God's out there somewhere. No, divinity is within us, and that mother-father-God energy. And it's not just father, it's mother, too. The, the power of both um, flows through us. We have it inside. We just don't know it, and we don't use it. So when we put our hands over our heart, we can move it. We can use it. We become aware of it, and we become softer and quieter and more inspired in the right direction. And the third piece is... Um, make today the new normal without struggle. And that means, you know, it doesn't do any good to, to continually ruminate over what we did or what was said or what yesterday or today is the new normal. Today is all we have. And if today is a good day, chances are tomorrow will be too. I tell that to my clients that are healing. Don't worry about outcomes. Don't worry about what will happen. Make today positive, connected, and strong and tomorrow will be that way, too. Well, those are three very wise things to, to share with people. That, that's, thank you very much for that, Meredith. Um, when you're talking about power, it kind of reminds me that there's a difference between power over other people, dominion and, and control, and, and, and the power of connection. And it is truly connection, the, the heart-based power that we are looking for in today's world. Um, some of the native teachers talk about, um, you know, you, you had mentioned the circle putting out and taking in, and, and, and that circle is really so um, exemplified in our breath. And some of the native people talk about breathe in, thank you, breathe out, thank you. And how, how much greater can it be than that? You know, thank ourselves, thank the yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Um, Meredith, would you be willing to lead us through a a meditation? I know from your students that you are amazing at bringing people into their inner selves. And would you maybe lead us in a meditation on experiencing the essential self within? Absolutely. Absolutely. The easiest way, since it's so available to us, the easiest way for um, people who are listening to this is to just close your eyes very gently put your hand over your or both hands or one hand over the center of your chest which is your deep heart and just take a minute and let the energy move from your head all your thinking you don't need to think about this and just move down to your own um, deep heart and think about your deep heart as the cradle of your soul so it's a way to in our mind sort of place the energy of where we're what we're trying to touch And just take a moment and realize that the universe is all around you and within you and that power of love that we talked about and I talked about in the very beginning is your essence. So as you breathe, dear Mother, Father, God, open us each to a deeper knowing of who we are 
of the true presence and the true joy that is our essence. Guide our hands, guide our minds, guide our efforts, that they be compatible with life and justice for all. Fill each of us with a deep sense of presence, of that deep knowing that divinity is the source of love that is the very wellspring of our being. And as we breathe, hold us in this place of nurturing and of joy and of awareness that all is safe, all is alive with love. And we can reach into this beautiful place of knowing any time that we want. Keep us alert and available to the opportunities that we have and guide us through love to be all that we came into this life to be. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Meredith. Um, you know, people f- who take your workshops are always talking about um, how you're, you can you can take them to a new place. I'm wondering, do you have um, audio guided meditations that people might be able to um, obtain? Um, I have. I don't have those, but I do have on our website. Um, you can sign up for free um, to our community membership, and um, I post things. There's um, twice a month audios. And then if the person wants to join our inner circle, I do um, live videos teaching every month. And there's mm-hmm. a small charge for that. So it's all on our website. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. And um, are, do you have any upcoming classes? Is that, is that something you're still doing? I have one this fall, but unfortunately it's all filled. Mm-hmm. And um, it's in November. And mm-hmm. um, But... You know, the um, Wisdom Bowls, one of my mm-hmm. books people would enjoy. The Angelic Messenger Cards, an awful lot of people enjoy. Agartha. Mm-hmm. It's amazing yeah. all, through all the years, the things that one continues to write and do. <laughs> oh, I know, it's true. So for people listening, the Angelic Messenger Cards are are really messages that the spirit of the plants have spoken to Meredith. I think that's correct, Meredith. And, and yeah. they're really... a, a wonderful way of connecting in with yourself and you know just checking your path in that moment and seeing what the universe has to to say to us in that moment they're really they're really lovely the pictures are beautiful and and the writings are beautiful it's really quite a, yeah, quite a lovely thing the, yes they're all beautiful images of flowers actually and and mm-hmm. it, uh, the the teachings help us look at the symbology of the flower it's red it's closed it's open it's and helps us from that um, understand more about that day of what's important for us what's currently up that we can that we can work with um, to to make progress so they've mm-hmm. been incredibly popular yeah well I can't believe that this hour has gone by so quickly and yet we're closing in on the end of our of our program so Meredith is there one thing that you would really like everyone to take with them from this discussion from your teachings from from what your spiritual contact has brought you I think that the the power we're looking for is inside of us and it's as available as putting our hand over our heart and asking to know 
our true identity, our true presence, to just let ourselves be that which we, which we truly are. And one of the ways, instead of just thinking about um, sort of positive affirmations, what I've found is if you want to engage the universe in, in activities in your life, at the end of the statement, add something that brings the universe into it. For example, mm. instead of, I choose to be positive and, and, and loving, um, then you add through divine grace or through mm-hmm. the power of spirit, or that mm-hmm. connects it to the giant energy battery of the universe and makes your intentionality twice as strong. Yeah, you know, I think it's so much, you know, that's that's such an important thing to remember is that we are not in control of everything, and there is a great unknown, and when we can just be okay with not knowing and be okay with not having solutions and not having answers, but being on this great adventure of life and trusting that we are upheld by our connection to a love so profound that, you know, it's difficult to even talk about it. Um, everything in life becomes something sacred and something adventurous and fun. And maybe as an Aries, I share that kind of adventure thing with you. (laughs) I remember my mother, 101, said, if you don't know, you don't need to know. I like (laughs) that. That's really good. Well, my grandmother said, smile a while. (laughs) (laughs) That's good, too. <laughs> so, Meredith, thank you so much for spending your time with us. That is just you and you're sharing your insights. I know how precious time is, and I really appreciate it. Your generosity of spirit always shines. And well, listeners, my pleasure, my pleasure. Thank you. Well, so listeners, I thank you for your time. And if you have any topics you would like covered or speakers you would like to hear, please send a message through my website, explorationsinenergy.com, or join our private free Facebook group. And if you have questions for Meredith, again, you can contact her at mysowers at stillpoint.org. So come back next week. We are on Mondays at 7 Eastern Standard Time on the Empowerment Channel at Voice America. So next week we will continue our conversation into the extraordinary perception and events on the path of personal growth. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. Exploring Beyond the Edge is heard every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next program, Dr. Cynthia Andrews wishes you a great week. 